Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. And today I get to introduce you to someone that I not only have the utmost admiration for, but I also get to call her a dear friend. And that is Erica Lippi. She is on a mission, y'all, to help empower, inspire, and encourage you to become the best version, the most vibrant version of your authentic self, to reclaim your radiance and your inner light, to step into your greatness. And she does that through her incredible podcast. She started a podcast many years ago. It's called Passion, Love, Pursuit. I'll link everything in the show notes. And she has interviewed some of the most incredible thought leaders on the planet today. So make sure you go to her podcast. But she's got a story of her own and it is beautiful. She's a wealth of knowledge and you are going to get to soak all of that up today. So let's dig in. Well, girl, I am so excited to just reconnect with you, have you here, see you face to face. We got to meet, um, gosh, was it like maybe six weeks ago? No. Further than that? I can't even recall. You know, that's a really good question. It's all a blur. (laughs) It all merges in. I don't even know what month it was. I don't either. (laughs) That is so nuts. Oh, so bad. But six weeks sounds about right. (laughs) I think it was September. It was September. It had to be. I think it was early September. We met in Dallas at um, Amberly Lago's Mastermind, which was such an incredible event. And obviously just kind of hit it off right away. Like I adore you. Um, And I always start off my podcast with this question. Who is Erica Lippi? And what are you doing in the world? And like, what was your path here? I always love to hear people's stories. So will you kind of give us the backstory and then, and then the, the now story? Absolutely. It's like where to start. But first of all, yes, I am so happy to reconnect. That was such a beautiful weekend spent with such lovely ladies that were so inspiring as yourself. And it was just such an honor to be in the room with all these ladies supporting one another and cheering each other on. So that was amazing, first of all. So I also want to give a plug to Amberly Lago for anybody that's curious about this mastermind, what we're talking about, you could still join it. So I don't know if you want to plug it in the show notes or whatnot, but I definitely encourage people to check out the mastermind. I really want to drop that in right there. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'll put it in the show notes. And I mean, next level, like it was next level. I just felt like we had the opportunity as speakers, we were actually both speakers at that event, but to step into a space of like just incredibly successful women in every area, right? Like it was powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely vulnerable women that are just ready to be seen, heard, and just understood for why they do what they do and why they're trying to make an impact in the world. And it's so inspiring. So you asked me, who am I or who was I and who am I today? If you want to say, well, I mean, I consider myself when I think of myself as the woman I am today, I am just really determined to live my truest potential and really just be authentically myself, the most truest expressed version of myself and be on this constant personal evolution journey and just soak up all the goodness in the world. And how could I become better every day? So that's just really the woman I am today is, uh, you know, living my truest potential, the healthiest, most vibrant human being I could be in the world today. Mm. And so that wasn't always the case. (laughs) So I can relate. Yeah. So if I, you know, every time I talk about my journey, it always goes back to uh, these limiting beliefs I had about myself and this Mm. low self-worth that kind of carried through my life in many years, many, many years. And even when I thought I was confident, even though I thought I knew my worth and all these things, after learning many, many lessons and finally getting hit upside the head, like to finally learn the lesson once and for all, I just realized like all these thoughts of, you know, being confident, feeling that I, you know, really stood in my worth and respected myself. 
I feel like some of it was a facade and it wasn't mm. really the truth. And so that's when I did the inner work. But bringing you back to my limiting self, it really stemmed from, you know, not feeling smart enough uh, and also uh, just feeling that I needed to be something other than who I was truly. Mm. And I don't think I really knew who I was growing up because I always share this story. So I started dating at a very, very young age, technically 11, but I had one, one serious relationship from 13 to 23. Wow. Yeah. So, and yeah, so when I was 13, he was 16. So as you know, 13 to through 16 is a pretty vast age difference. Yeah. And because of that relationship, uh, since he was older, I really was forming into, you know, what he liked and his Mm -hmm. interests and really not knowing myself. So he was an influence to, you know, who I was going to become and, and my likes and interests. And so that really, uh, got me, I think further connected to who I really was because I didn't know myself yet. Yeah. And he also, there was emotional abuse there. So when I would think about like not feeling smart enough, he really enforced that. And so that belief really stuck with me for a long, long time. And then moving forward after that relationship ended, as I said, at 23, uh, I was single for some time. And that's when I was really turning stepping into my own and getting to know myself. And, you know, these limitations were there definitely in the back, like, as they say, our subconscious beliefs, they always were in the back, like, I'm not smart enough. And I, you know, uh, I I need to be seen and loved. And it wasn't like, uh, I would always search for love outside of me instead of Mm. cultivating it within me. So I mean, isn't like, let's stop right there for just a second. Mm -hmm. Because isn't that like, I hate to say the common sense of the world, but like, we're looking for a partner. We're looking for love. Like love is found outside of ourselves. I mean, I still, right. When you said that, like my own mind tripped up for a second, you know, like even at this stage in my life, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's within me. And that's, isn't it crazy that that's a radical thought? But it is. Absolutely. We are told, especially in society today, that we need to get things outside of us. Like I need to get this thing. I need to achieve this thing. I need to feel love from this person or whatnot. And really, and this is one of my biggest lessons that I always share. The greatest thing I realized was like, all I need is within me. And so when I, if I were to fast forward, I mean, there's lots of facets to my story and a lot of my pain came in relationships. Mm. That's where all my lessons stem from because really when, you know, fast forward, well, I'm just going to fast forward through the whole story, but going through all my relationships, you know, I had a very loving relationship for about five and a half years. That was great. One of the biggest lessons from that was, I loved him more than myself. Mm. And so that is one thing that I, you know, look back on and all the lessons I learned from that whole experience. And then other relationships that I moved into, again, it, it came down to always wanting to get love from another person, feel worthy from another person. And yeah. when that lesson really, really hit, and this was a pro- probably about five years ago, I, you know, really started looking at myself, taking the personal responsibility and saying like, okay, I'm obviously part of the equation of the same thing happening over and over. Mm -hmm. So I need to take a look at myself and, and really be honest and say like, you are responsible for the outcome of your life right now. You are a part of this. Like, so what, what do I need to take ownership of and change? Because if nothing changes, nothing will change. Right. And so that whole lesson was like, I, I need to love myself. And what does that look like? How do I cultivate that? So that's when I really started to, uh, I was working with a light coach at this time and she was walking me through the steps of really reconnecting to who I was and mm-hmm. cultivating that true authentic love. And instead trying to attract this partner that I envisioned yeah. for my life, it's more like instead of wanting to receive love is become lovable. Mm, And who do I need to become to attract that partner? Not like, how do I get that partner? How do I like attain that love? It's more like, how do I attract it? Yeah. (laughs) So 
So that was it's, very much the journey I went through. The inner work is is just um, really getting back home to myself mm-hmm. and becoming authentically who I am and, and standing in that worth, standing in that confidence, standing in the value and respect and integrity and everything. All those qualities I seeked, I needed to become it. Yeah. Gosh. Um, you yeah. just said so much and it's it's so powerful especially for women like you and I that are like type A driven and you know go 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 but at the it sounds I know to a lot of people like us like oh it's so airy fairy like you got to love yourself but it really is profound and life altering and so much of where we also, where all the things come, like you said, then the relationship is attracted into your life. Then the success comes, then the joy comes, then, I mean, it really is a journey into yourself, which Mm -hmm. just like you said, we spend our entire lives trying to get things outside of ourselves and going back to that 10 year relationship you had from 13 to 23, you know, it brought me back. And I, I just, for those uh, those listening that have daughters, like we are so impressionable. I think mm. more so by that romantic relationship in those years than our parents, than our friends, than anything. Yeah. And I can remember that. I can remember a six-year relationship breaking up and this uh, coincided with me getting sober. But I remember that like kind of opening up my eyes for the first time and realizing I had no idea what I even liked. You know, I didn't know what I liked to do. I didn't know my passions because everything I thought I liked was actually his interests. Yeah. And that's a sobering day when you realize that. And it's it's scary and you feel really empty. Um, but it is also the most powerful day when you start to take that power back. Yeah, it is so important to know yourself before getting into a relationship. And of course, there are so many of us that have been on the opposite side of this. Like there were still, you know, no matter what, we're still on this journey. We're going to always be growing and evolving and becoming a different person consistently. You know, it's, it's ever evolving. Right. But I do believe that we need to do the inner work and we need to ask those questions. Like, what do I truly value? Like, what do I stand for? What are some qualities that I really respect and value and, and, and doing kind of that journaling exercise because that's so easy. And I, 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 I feel for teenagers because again, when I reflect on my journey, uh, like my partner, he has a 13 year old and like, she's growing up so fast and Mm. I'm just, again, I was 13 when I had a serious relationship. So I think about these things, like you want to teach them like to really understand, like, who are you authentically and really put them through challenges and experiences that that prove to them what, what they're capable of doing Mm -hmm. and, you know, not putting so much emphasis on the external world world. Yeah. And that's hard in today's time. Super hard. Yeah. But absolutely. uh, I think all of us, anybody listening, like the most important thing you could do is building that relationship with yourself Yeah. before being in another relationship. That takes time, right? Like meaning time out, like you have to take time out of your life. And when you are type A driven, go, 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 go. It's really hard because a lot of the times I think like, oh, I'm going to like slow down and take a breath, which means I'm going to like go on a date night or take my kids somewhere or be with my friends. And it's like, no, you have to kind of step outside of your life in order to step into yourself. And I think it's so important to take that just time alone, really. You know, I saw um, Sarah Blakely. I can't, I guess she was, was she turning 40 maybe a couple years ago? And she went away for a week by herself in a hotel room. And I was like, that, that's, that's gold, you know? Yes, yes. we all need Alone that. time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Solitude and space is what yeah. we all need. And I think so many people, again, fill their time with a lot of noise or mm-hmm. their children or their partner. I think I like one thing I truly value is traveling alone because yes. you're in a different environment. And when you're in different environment, you get more creative. You, uh, you don't fill 
your yeah. time with so many of the everyday mundane things. So you get more creative and you get more expansive and then that, you know, new thoughts come up and you get to know yourself when you're by yourself. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's like, we need more time to just be, be. Yeah. And I love that you <laughs> just said traveling alone. Cause I just came back from a trip where I was with a ton of people, but I am definitely like the extroverted introvert. So I was, I'm always like the first to dip out, you know? And I, I even said to a couple of my friends, I was like, are you guys, do you guys get as excited as I do every night to go back to your hotel room alone? Like, it was like the best part. And, you know, we have all these extravagant parties and great things we were doing. And I was like, I cannot wait to go back to my hotel room. And you just said something that really clarified for, you know, why I was feeling so strongly about that. It's because there wasn't laundry, there wasn't dishes, mm -hmm. there wasn't like all the stuff that just occupies my time at home. It was, you know, going back to a room with a book and a meditation and just quiet. And yeah. there's magic in that. There is absolute magic. Absolutely. And if you cannot travel, I think the best, personally, this is my go-to, is getting outside fresh air, mm -hmm. nature. And, yes. and that's like kind of the same. I think you get the same feeling when yes. you're traveling away. So that's one thing I always encourage people to do is go for a walk outside even if it's cold outside, wherever yeah. you're living in the world, like, I don't think that's, I, I don't think it's a valid excuse that you can't go outside when it's right. cold and there's snow. I actually think if anything, that's a great challenge for you. So yes. I, I encourage people to do that the, no matter what weather, because I'm in Los Angeles. Yes, it's beautiful and sunny, but uh, I just think that fresh air and sunshine and, you know, just just the sounds of nature is mm. so healing and restoring that just that piece is when you could really connect in. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I did a 30 day challenge. Um, I've done this a couple of times with clients, but it's a challenge for me too to just get outside for 20 minutes every day. And because I had to check the boxes and it was like a challenge, you know, and I like to get an A, I found myself like I can remember so specifically it being 11, 15 at night. And I'm like, just getting off work calls or something. I'm like so tired. And then I'm like, crap, I've got to go get outside for 20 minutes, but talk about like magic happening yeah. a nighttime walk and like seeing the moon. I mean, we just don't get outside of our box enough, you know, and that 20 minutes at 11 o'clock at night, just it was transformative, you know? And oh, then, beautiful. like you said, doing that every day is just, it's, it's really magical. It is. Absolutely. So yeah. tell me this, yeah. what are yeah. you doing now? What's what, like, what's your role? What, where are you in life? What's your job? All that stuff. I want to hear what's going on in the here and now. Absolutely. So one of my biggest things that I put a lot of time and energy and passion into is my podcast. So Passion Love Pursue, which is a personal development podcast. And I've been doing it for about three and a half years, which is shocking because I remember <laughs> saying to myself, if I do it for a year, that will be a big accomplishment. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, uh, type A, right? So I, yeah. I wanted to make sure I was like, okay, I have to commit. I have to, you know, follow through and and do it. And it's just crazy to think I've been doing it three and a half years consistently. And crushing releasing. it, not just doing oh, it, but crushing it. <laughs> Thank you. That means <laughs> yes. a lot. You know what? I, I'm one to celebrate my small wins. So it, yeah. It really is something that I don't take lightly. I I do celebrate that the consistency, the outcome, and really that I know I'm making an impact. And that really, again, when you hear from just one person that wow. that episode really impacted them, that's like, oh, you know, that's why I'm doing it. And yeah. so my podcast has been definitely one of my main focuses. And then also helping women really step into their true authentic self to really reclaim that radiance that has been dimmed by those limiting beliefs, uh, past toxic relationships, or just a lack of worthiness and confidence and just you know, uh, I like to say reignite your light, which uh, yes. I'm in the process of trademarking because uh, I really think that's what it is, is yes. not, you know, I, I used to think I wanted to call it igniting your light. But when I think about these things, like our light has always existed always from the yes. day we were brought into this existence. Yes. There's only through life as, that it's been dimmed, like 
dimmed by all these experiences we go through in life. And so it's really reclaiming and reigniting that inner light. And that's really what it is, is again, like I don't, we all need to get back to that place where we fully and completely with other utter belief that we are worthy, that Mm -hmm. we deserve to step into whatever room we step into and really reclaim that that space and that worth yeah. within ourselves. And it's really challenging because, I mean, I still struggle. I'm sure you do many yes. listening. We all go through the path in life and we, you know, have this limitation. We, we always think of like, oh, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I haven't learned enough. I, I don't know enough. And all these thoughts will just run on loop but if we could catch them and bring awareness yes. to them, then we could change them and shift them and then use that, if anything, as our fuel to actually yeah. do the darn thing. Yes. And so I, I really, and lately I've been talking a lot about confidence and discipline because I realize that has got me to where I am today yeah. in all facets of my life. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I, <laughs> basically helping women just become the most healthiest, most vibrant version of themselves is really what I'm super passionate about. So that's what I'm doing. And then the podcast and there's other things I have in the back burner that I share on my social media, (laughs) but yeah, I love that. I mean, you're doing the most important work there is in the world. And I love that you said reignite because (laughs) funny enough, and I, we may have talked about this in Dallas, but the very first, like when I started to build a team of women, the first name for our team was Ignite Your Life. And there's just such a similarity there, obviously, uh-huh. but it is a, a a light, right? And just like you said, it's always been there. And I think when we make that little two millimeter shift to instead of like igniting something, we're reigniting it, we're honoring the fact that it's always been within us, exactly. you know, and going back to that quiet time, I am very aware that like, we're always looking for the answers outside, just like we're looking for the guy, just like we're looking for approval, whatever it is that we're looking for outside of ourselves and accomplishments. The answers that we're looking for are always within us. And you're only going to find them through that quiet space in your alone time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like whenever we're struggling with something and we're talking, and I love talking to people to try to, it's kind of one of the ways I work through, you know, the the angst or whatever I'm going through, but the answer is always there. The answer is always there if you listen enough. And yeah, I I just love that. I love that so much. So we were going to talk about, (laughs) (laughs) I love that these episodes, they just always take on a life of their own. But I was, um, we chatted right before this and I was like, can you just talk about, so this is kind of a little pivot, um, how to launch a podcast because you spoke on that when I, we were together in Dallas and it was, I mean, hello, I have a podcast and I was like, this is so helpful. It was so clear and so doable. Like, I mean, I was just thinking if only I had met you before I launched my Mm -hmm. podcast, it would have been so much easier. So do you want to just kind of chat through like kind of the step-by-step, um, Because I feel like there are so, I know there are so many women out there with a story, with a voice, with a platform that they want to build bigger, you know, and they're just like I was for so many years. I mean, doing a podcast was the biggest monkey I've ever had on my back. Like I felt the weight of it because I just knew that I needed to do it, but I was paralyzed with like, well, how do you, I don't even know where to start, you know? So can you kind of walk us through that and take out your notes, take out a pen and a piece of paper or or rewind, but you're going to want to take notes for this. Amazing. I think it's such a powerful question. And you're so right that obviously in today's world, everybody knows, I mean, people are listening to a podcast right now. People know how powerful this platform is even more so today. So I'm going to go into that, but first let me just kind of tell you my inspiration to starting my podcast, because I think that's really what's going to lead you on the right path is understanding why you want to start a podcast. Mm. And so my inspiration personally was, as I was talking about, I, about five years ago, I don't even know timing anymore. I always go (laughs) off of how long I've been with my boyfriend, but (laughs) so, uh, so about five years ago, I was deep in my personal development journey because I hit this wall of 
okay, enough is enough. Something needs to change in my life. And so I was listening to podcasts a lot at this time because it was really helping me along on my journey. And at the time I was listening to two specific ones, Earn Your Happy, Lori Harder, Mm -hmm. and then uh, School of Greatness by Lewis House. Mm -hmm. And every day I would go on a walk with my dog and I would be listening to a podcast or while I was getting ready. And it was really serving me in my journey. And so just one day, uh, because I was still on the path of trying to figure out like, what is my passion? What is my purpose? So what am I meant to do in life? Because I was trying to transition from my current career. And uh, I just decided, I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. And just like that, I just decided like that. And then days went by (laughs) and I was like, who am I to start a podcast? Nobody knows me in personal development. And so I started just thinking of like, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to press play? Like this doesn't make sense. And the more I thought about it, I started to think about these clues in my life. And I remember there was this, I've never shared this, but I kept hearing like, you have a good talking voice. Like you have a good, strong voice. Uh, you know, have you ever thought about using your voice? And so that was always in the back of my mind. I heard so many people say that. So I was kind of leaning on that. That was my little anchor of uh, a clue that maybe this is the path. And so because I did decide that was one of the most powerful things, because I'm sure anybody that has type a, that's very driven when you decide something, you're like, I have to do it. Like uh, now I'm committed. And so it kind of just, you're able to then see the pathway ahead and then reverse engineer like, okay, how am I going to do this? And so that's exactly what I did is I started Googling for all the blogs, all the videos and learning how to do it. And as you know, like it's pretty overwhelming when you start anything new, when you're foreign to anything, you're like, this is overwhelming. Like there's way too much. Yeah. But Fast forward because I decided, and I like to call this the power of decision. Once you decide, you're able to find a way. It's just you have to like reverse engineer what all the steps. So I started to write it all down. And then eventually in 2019, in April, I launched my podcast, Passion Love Pursuit. And I knew that when I launched it, I thought it was perfect somewhat, (laughs) but, uh, I did realize months down the line, okay, it wasn't perfect. I could have been a little better in the launch, but I knew that like I would learn more along the way. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I just stayed committed, consistent. I committed to one episode a week and I just carried along. And and more I did it, the better I got. Uh, I didn't start doing my first video till the 50th episode, but wow. anytime I felt that I was scared to do something, I would just say, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. Right. And I would just step forward every day, just one step ahead. So that's really the inspiration is just, I knew I was on the journey as well. My own personal development journey that I really just wanted to invite others to join on the journey. And that was my way of having these conversations, getting in the room with somebody else to bring forward another, you know, another idea, another inspiration, another motivation to the masses, if you want to say, and, and hopefully other people, you know, were on the same path as me. So that's the inspiration. So why to start a podcast? That's the big question you have to ask yourself, like, why is this important to me? What is your compelling why of why you're going to do it? But I want to tell you the reason why a podcast is so darn powerful. It is literally one of the fastest platforms to grow and monetize your personal brand today. It is literally your own platform. You could do as you wish. As you know, on social media, you're a little limited yeah. and you don't own your social media. Right. So having a platform, this is your own platform to utilize, to attract more leads, to convert uh, customers, to uh, you know, uh, meet and connect with other like-minded leaders in your industry and also uh, grow and monetize your brand. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like about like that. And a lot of people kind of latch onto the monetizing, but that will come later. Yeah. It might come immediate for some people. And I could talk about that if you want, but I think most importantly, it's really being consistent and uh, consistent and consistent with um, building this podcast and just staying on the track and eventually 
it will all come. Like your yeah. listeners will come, your uh, monetizing it will come, but it's just really like, what is the foundation of why you're starting a podcast? And once you know that, that could carry you through. Yeah. I love that so much because we have such a similar why, you know, it's just like, I, I too like absorb all this information. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly growing. And it's like, I just have this deep seated desire to like share that with other people because I know it's going to help them. Like it's helped me. And, you know, it's funny because of course my husband has asked me a couple of times, like, so what's the, what's going on with the podcast? Like, and I, it doesn't even cross my mind to look at like numbers, even with like listeners or, you know, trying to monetize it. Cause you know, I just started this past January and I have that like, Oh, like it, it'll come like just that trust in like, this is just such a necessary calling for me that I know I'm supposed to do it. I, who knows what, where it will go, what it'll turn into, but I'm trusting that process. And it's funny too, because like you said, once you make that decision, like, you know, I've dropped an episode every week this year and I'm like, amazing. I can't fathom though. Like it is, it is not, I am not allowed to not drop an episode. <laughs> like I would, you know what I mean? Like that's just, exactly. it, it just, once you make that decision, you're committed to the action, you're committed to the follow through. Um, so I, I want to ask you this, give me some backstory, like some details though, because this is just fascinating to me and I'm sure listeners will want to know with your podcast and women that you've worked with to help launch their podcast, like what is that growth? I mean, I know it's a total range, but like, where do people start? What, what does the growth projection look like? Like how quickly does it take six months? Does it take a couple of years? Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? So as you said, it's vastly different for everyone. It really depends on where you're coming from and also what you're putting into it. So, you know, one person that is a public figure that is already known that has a book or, or whatever, you know, they have possibly the potential to grow faster, but that's not necessarily true. Again, coming from little old me that wasn't known in personal development, nobody knew me in personal development, but because of my commitment and how I delivered and how I showed up and how consistent I was. Most importantly, I think consistency is key. Podcasting, if you're not going to be consistent, number one, I don't think anybody listening to your podcast wants to do it just for a hobby, just for fun, because it's a lot. Podcasting is a lot of work. And, uh, you know, you want to give it your all. I don't think in anything you want to do, you do you want to go half-ass with it. So consistency is always key. But because I put my best foot forward to begin with. And again, don't get I don't get stuck on the idea of perfection when you launch right. something. Yes, you do want it to be great. Yes, you do want it to, you know, show your best foot forward, but I think so often we get stuck in that perfection cycle and then yeah. we'll never launch. And so do it scared, do it messy sometimes. Yes. You're going to like with my course that I have that we could talk about if you like for sure. I made it really straightforward so that you will not fail, that you will not get stuck in this perfection cycle and that you will not stop yourself from launching because you could wait years before you launch and like podcasting you want to have as another asset to your business. Like that's what the way you should consider is like this is yeah. another asset. It's not if you want it to be your sole asset, that's completely fine. Go for it. It's uh, again, what is your reason for doing this? But mm. it is a beautiful and very powerful platform that is a powerful asset to your business. So I, I, I just think that I, I forgot the question, actually. Well, now I forget the question. Um <laughs> Well, I'm going back to your course, right? I remember you sharing so much in the mastermind that I'm like, whoops, did all that wrong. And had I known what you teach, I too could have had, just like you said about yourself, such a more powerful launch. But also for me, I knew that if I didn't put the first episode out with zero episodes in the bank, zero I just knew that if I I had to put it out there and then that was going to force my hand to keep going, which it did, you know, because I had made that decision that I was going to drop an episode every week. And after episode one, I was like, well, I better cut episode two. But I remember you saying like, have, what was it? 
eight to 10 episodes or something like that. Yeah. So we could talk about that. Let's talk about the foundational pieces. Cause yeah. I think that's, that's really with everything. If you don't have a foundation, right. you, you could, your house will collapse. So yeah. I think that's most importantly uh, that we should talk about. And one thing I know a lot of people think, anybody listening to this, like, am I too late to start a podcast? And I will tell you, no, you're not. It is growing every single day. And I will tell you, more than half the podcasts out there don't release more than 14 episodes. So a lot of people fall off the wheel. And what I really want to help people most importantly is, is giving the foundation so that they could build that foundation so that they could carry themselves forward for the long term. Like it, it is the long game. The podcasting is the long game. I think you asked me like how long till people. Could, oh yes. That because, was the yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the one thing is I, I don't want you to go in it thinking like, oh, I'm just going to give it six months. Let's see how right. it goes. No. Like I say, give a minimum a year, a year. Yeah. Uh, and again, when you're committing to this, when you're saying like, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm going to do it. Like, don't over commit. Don't over, mm-hmm. uh, like, don't say, oh, I'm going to release two episodes a week. And then, of course, like, right. that's a lot to keep up with. So yeah. I do recommend starting with one episode a week and you could add from there. But I yeah. do think that is the best consistency you should do. If two episodes a month is all you could do, then commit to two month, two episodes a month. Yeah. Just don't overcommit because that's when you cannot keep the momentum going. Right. So you got to set yourself up for success. So talking about the foundational pieces, and I think this is where people don't really think about it. Again, knowing that compelling why, why am I starting a podcast? Mm-hmm. Why is this something I, we, we all know podcasting is great. And a lot of people are told start a podcast, but is it right for you? You got to get right. really crystal clear with that. And then thinking about, you know, again, the riches are in the niches that yeah. you've heard that many times. So you want to kind to the best thing you could do for yourself when you're starting off a podcast is narrowing your niche, yes. niche, whatever you want to call it. So I know for myself, I did not start this way. And again, I share everything from experience, right. not from my own. Like I learned things along the way. Yeah. And so that's why I'm able to share the best advice how to start a podcast successfully. So for myself, like I like to call this peeling the onion. So you want to get crystal clear on what what is your exact niche. And so peeling the onion will look like, let's say you want to start a health and fitness podcast. So if you were to peel the onion, you want to think about who is your target audience. Is it woman? Is it both women and men? Is it uh, kids? I, I don't know. <laughs> and so Peel it. So peel the onion now a little bit more. Yeah. So let's say it's woman. Okay. I'm clear on that. And you want to think about what is the age bracket of this woman? Yeah. Let's say she is a mom. She is in her thirties or forties. Okay. That's getting a lot more clear. Peel it some more. What are the type of episodes she would listen to? What intrigues her? Why would she be going to your podcast? Let's say she wants to lose weight. She wants to lead herself. She wants to, uh, be more mindful with her time. So she should schedule and work out. She could meal prep. So these are some of the topics. Yeah. So that's peeling the onion. You're getting very clear of what your podcast is about. Yeah. So I just say like, keep peeling it until you get clearer and clearer. And then that is going to be your foundation yeah. of why you have a podcast, how yours is going to stand out. And also asking yourself, of course, why should people listen to you? How right. do you stand out? is like, for example, going back to the health and fitness thing, as I shared at the mastermind, let's say I was a woman that once uh, was overweight and I tried everything under the sun to lose weight and nothing worked until I found the solution. And let's say it was intermittent fasting, keto, I don't know. Yeah. And because of that, I was finally able to lose weight. I felt great. And I was so motivated and inspired to share this with everybody else. Yeah. So, and I learned something along the way. So now I'm in the position to talk with these other leaders in the industry to have a valuable conversation that's going to provide a lot of value. And so that puts you in a position to be a host for that type of show. And of course, when you're more passionate about things, People could hear it, feel it, and and they're just, they want to be in your space and listen to you. So I think that's really great because a lot of people ask themselves like, 
who am I to be doing this? Why would people listen to me? And you just really want to anchor it into something that will give you the confidence that you are the right host for this show. Yeah. And uh, some some of the other foundational pieces would be uh, uh, what the guests would be on your show. So I want you to get crystal clear on that too, because a lot of people don't think of that in advance. They just think, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and this, that, and the other. And they don't think of the potential guests they might have on. They might think of a few people that they know personally, but I want you to get just like cast your vision out there and go big. Like I started to write down my potential guests and I put Tony Robbins. I put, uh, gosh, like Bren Brown. I put, Gosh, I put people I love that I thought were impossible to read. I've got them all on my list too. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we talked about that. So I remember putting on these people on my list, but what that gave me is clarity of who would be potential guests for my show. Mm. And it gave me more clarity of what value my show would provide. And some of those names I got. So it's pretty remarkable. It's like when you cast your vision out there, that's where you're, you're setting your potential to reach any limit. And I think that's what we should shoot for is like shoot for whatever vision we see for ourselves. And so that's some of the foundational pieces I think best to start with. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else would you like to talk about? I'm going to say start with your course (laughs) because if I had had that, oh my gosh, (laughs) it would have helped me immensely. I mean, I was really throwing spaghetti at the wall. I'm a big believer in like messy action. Just start before you're ready. Um, that's the only way I do anything. And I mean, it's the way a lot of successful entrepreneurs start. It's like, you know, and I think that's the advantage of kind of the circles that you and I are in the, you know, we both have this story of like back in the day, we were so insecure and so unsure of ourselves, but when you really step into conversation with highly successful people, you realize that like, no one knows what they're doing half the time, you know, they're just doing it. And that really can be encouraging to kind of take that messy action yourself. I Um, Let me add to that because I think that is key is that we need to just sometimes jump in the deep end. I think that is, I I think that goes with so many things. Like there's so many reasons we will hold ourselves back and then you will be waiting and waiting to really step into your purpose and your passion. So I I do think it's very, even though all these things are great to learn, you want to have foundational pieces just to ideally do it more successfully, if you want to say. But I do also think we are going to learn along the way regardless. And so like I mentioned early on, like this whole idea, I thought I launched perfectly. When I look back at my podcast art, which I designed, I got inspired. Like I looked at other people's and I was inspired and I kind of got some of my ideas from them, from others. And I merged in and created my own. Gosh, when I look back at that podcast art, it was ridiculous. It was just, and and so when you learn just better ways to do things, it it definitely, you know, it's a, it's a better way to start, but the reality is we're going to look back at our podcast art in 10 years that's out there right now. And we're going to probably be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe yes. I did that, you know? Yeah. And that's why it's like the great thing about podcasts, I must say, is you could change anything at any time. You could yeah. even change the name. Yeah. So that's why I think people shouldn't be scared about is like, even if you just jump in the deep end and yeah. start like the, the one thing I will say though, and it is key is if you're going to start, stay committed, period, yes. end of story. Yes. Like yes. If, if I know most people listening to your podcast is not looking to do something just as a hobby, just right. for fun, because doing a podcast just for fun won't be fun. Yeah. Uh, I do think that if you want it to be another asset to your business, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it to bring quality to your yeah. podcast. So I just say like, stay committed in the long game and you will learn more along the way. I promise you just jump in and, and, you know, and stay committed. I lo- and I love what you said about a year, you know, like on average, if you can do one episode a week or maybe two episodes a month and just commit for a year, you know, and yes, it's work, but I also think that, I mean, for me and for you, I know like th- this is where we come to life. Like this mm-hmm. is, it's like the greatest gift. You know, people ask me all the time, like, well, how's the podcast going? And 
again, I never look at my numbers. I didn't look at my numbers until you taught me how to look at my numbers in, oh, in the mastermind. I was like, oh, we're in the top 2%. That's something that's to celebrate. <laughs> and But now goals, right? I'm like, well, now I want to be in the top 1%. But it brings me joy. And yes, it's time. Yes, it's work. But it's connection with your guests. It's connection with your listeners. It's a place to just be vulnerable and be yourself. And just like you said earlier, when you get those messages, which you and I both get all the time, like, you know, about this episode touched my life. And we get those like four paragraph D Instagram DMS. It's just like, they also mean the world. And so I want to say that to listeners too. Like you have no idea how much those messages mean. And I know that a lot of them start with like, I know you get a million messages, but, and I'm like, every single one matters. Every single one keeps us going, you know? Absolutely. And that's what I, I, I also say is like, even if you get, let's just say a hundred downloads an episode, that is really powerful because just imagine that's hundred, let's say you're doing a keynote speak, speaking event. You're speaking at a keynote. You're speaking at a keynote. You're speaking yeah, at an event. You mean, you're doing a keynote speaking. Um, I can't even say that correctly. Oh my gosh. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I got it. I got it. We got it. So, you're speaking and and there's a hundred people in the room and you have a hundred people listening to you that are spending their time to listen to you and they're, they're hearing your message. So when you get a hundred downloads, that is real life people that are taking time out of their day yes. to listen to you. How inspiring is that? So don't don't get so hung up on numbers because if you have a hundred people that are listening to your episode, and let's say you eventually offer something, they're listening to you. People come to your podcast because you are the host. They also come in because of other guests you interview, but they're going to stay because of you. So let's say you offer something in the future. Uh, you know, there's ways to monetize early on, but let's just say you offer something, a course, and because they know, like, and trust you because they've mm-hmm. stayed around and they come to your podcast, when you offer something, that one out of 100 people will likely buy your course. Yeah. So I, I think it's important to not get so hung up on the numbers because I know a lot of people will stop because the numbers are not so big. Right. But, uh, I just think that we need to look at it as like, like you said, is like, we really enjoy this. I love connecting with like-minded leaders and, and just having these powerful con these conversations that are really, truly, I know going to make a difference in somebody's life. So I know it's, it's so multifaceted because selfishly so often when I get to sit here for 45 minutes or an hour and connect with somebody you know, successful in the entrepreneurial or personal growth space, like it's so life-giving to me, but then to know that that conversation is going to go and impact, you know, thousands of other people's lives. Like it's just, it's a win, win, win all around, you know? And then like you're saying, monetizing is just kind of the cherry on top. So, oh, so good. So good. Oh my gosh. Well, is there anything you want to wrap up with? I would love to, for you to just kind of, I mean, plug your course because yeah. like it's gold. And if I had had it, it would have just made my life so much easier. And I probably, if I'd had it a year before the podcast, then we would have been, we would have had a lot more episodes by now. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so the this course, it's called the Podcast Playbook, and it's really to help you just start and launch your podcast with without any overwhelm and do it successfully. So that is key. It's a step-by-step playbook to get there. And it includes tutorials. It includes, uh, you know, worksheets that will get you more clear on the foundational pieces of your podcast. So it's really literally step-by-step and boom, you have a a successful launch. And I think that's, and again, it gives you the confidence that you could do it. This is, I know a lot of people get really fearful of all the techie things. And I'll tell you there is tech involved, but it's really not that complicated. And through this playbook, it will show you like the tutorials, how to do it, how to like just cut through it easily without any overwhelm. So it's called the podcast playbook. You can find it on my website. I'll give you the link. Yep, it's, I'll put it in the uh, notes. My website is ericalippy.com forward slash the hyphen podcast hyphen playbook. 
I don't know why they Love did it. that. I don't appreciate that, but yeah. So I'll include, or I'll pass along the link. If you want to include that in the show notes, that would be awesome. I, I absolutely be honored to help anybody on their journey and starting their podcast. And like, it is, it has been the truly the biggest blessing of my life. I, I, I celebrate my small wins all the time. So I used to, I kind of still do it now, but I'm about a hundred, 75 episodes in that are live. And I used to, after every recording, literally get off and I'd just be like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Every single time I was just like, that was so good. And it just filled my cup, the conversations I would have. And just, it's opened so many doors for me and I've connected with incredible women and men. And it's just, it's a gift. And I, I want everybody to have that ability and in your industry, whatever your niche is and, uh, and be able to have another valuable asset that you just cherish. And in today's world, we all know a podcast is really powerful. And so I hope I would love to help people in that journey. That's so awesome. I love that. I mean, it's just tenfold for you because it's like, you've got your own podcast where you get to share, you know, your guests with other people, but you also get to like launch people's voices out there into the world with what you do with helping people get their podcast going. It's so cool. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Well, Erica, thank you for being on. I adore you. I'm hoping that we get to see each other in a couple of weeks, but truly we'll stay connected. Um, Everything, all things Erica are going to be in the show notes. So thanks so much for joining. Thank you so much for holding this space. Appreciate you. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week.